I'm Cynthia Farrell, owner and principal of 110 West Group. I work with leaders to ensure they have the organizational talent and culture they need to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy. I'm passionate about developing what I refer to as legacy leaders, those who lead with a balance and blend of strategy, authenticity, pragmatism, and compassion. In most of the episodes of this podcast, I'll share conversations I've had with leaders who have found that balance, who have made and will continue to make an incredible impact on the companies they work for and the colleagues, employees, and customers they work with. They are true legacy leaders. In some episodes, I'll dive into a concept around legacy leadership and share my thinking, experience, and stories. I am a storyteller after all, and a legacy leader in my own right. If you know of a fantastic leader that I should speak to, or a legacy leadership concept you'd like to hear more about, please head to the Contact Me page on my website, 110westgroup.com, and drop me a note. That's 110westgroup.com. Welcome to This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. This episode continues the Leading in Crisis series of this podcast, where I'm talking to legacy leaders about how they're leading their teams in our current reality. That reality is leading during a pandemic, something probably none of us have experience with. For more information on this series, I recommend listening to the first episode of this podcast if you haven't already. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Bob, who is a sales leader at a technology company. I've known Bob for a number of years through my husband, who has had the fantastic opportunity to work with him at a couple of different companies now. Really excited that Bob agreed to come on this podcast and talk about how he's leading um, himself and his team through this challenging period. So Bob, thanks for joining me today. Oh, you're more than welcome. And uh, thanks for the opportunity, Cynthia. I'm looking forward to talking about uh, some of the recent developments that we're all going through and how we're doing it on our end. So Bob, I want to start with a question I always start with. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. I mean, I uh, have more appreciation for the things that I have and not for the things that we can't do than probably ever before. Kind of an opportunity to be thankful. And this is an opportunity for you to be home more too, right? Yeah, I'm gone, you know, three weeks a month, typically. And, uh, you know, for two weeks at a crack uh, quite often, you know, being home has been really a great opportunity to connect with family and, you know, be around the house. And so that's really quite fortunate as well, I feel. Have you had to make some changes in terms of kind of your general approach to work during the day to make that shift from being in an office environment to being at home all the time? Yeah, I mean, one of them's, you know, a bit humorous and it's a relatively small sacrifice. Most of the folks on my team are East Coast and I find myself in Scottsdale, Arizona. The three hour time difference is awesome. So up a little bit earlier. So I probably have a early to bed, early to rise routine that I've never had before. We've been fairly virtual to begin with. So with folks in, you know, maybe a dozen states on my team. So we've been, you know, working with the absence of, you know, in-person presence for some time now. Uh, but not exclusively. So, you know, being exclusively and not the chance to get, you know, five or six or seven, 10 teammates in a room, uh, work on problems. So paying a lot more attention to scheduling, uh, awareness of people's hours, you know, what else they might be doing and focused on. It's also caused us to maybe be a little bit more focused. Some of the teams we're solving problems with have gotten smaller. You know, the tendency to 
meeting bloat, you know, bring that fourth and fifth person on when, you know, two or three can get the job done. Maybe that, that'll be a good takeaway potentially when we get past this. Right. Some things that maybe we're shifting the way that we're working now that we could shift into the future as well. There, there might be some good takeaways and learnings and, you know, maybe some things we took for granted access and, Hey, I can see that he's not busy or she's not busy. Let me tap him on the shoulder and being more sensitive to schedules and maybe help me be a better leader. Given that great number of folks in our country and around the world aren't working and can't work, I feel really blessed, fortunate, privileged to be working in a great company with a great team with some amazing folks and fantastic customers. And uh, again, just gives you more focus on the stuff you do have and feel good about and thankful for. And I think that has, again, I think I may be hopefully reflecting that in some of my conversations with my folks. So let's go down that path a little bit. I'd love to hear about how you are approaching leading your team during this time, because obviously there's a lot of external challenge going on. You guys with the sales team, obviously very focused. What are you doing to lead your team, you know, help keep them focused, but also giving space for everything else that's happening that needs attention as well? We probably spend a little bit more time on, uh, some of the weekly scheduled calls, just ask, you know, how are you doing? You know, have you been to the store? Just things that seem a bit mundane three months ago, two months ago, but are big deals these days. A little bit more time on the person that I'm speaking with, as opposed to just jumping in, hey, we have 28 minutes left, let's get to it. Slowing down a bit, the focus on fewer things, as opposed to working so frenetically through a long list of things, focusing on key, most important, most critical maybe aligning with something that we're probably all feeling to some extent, like we're fighting an invisible enemy. What can you do about it? You know, stay home, wear a mask, minimize exposure, social distancing. But in what we do, which is support logistics intensive businesses, there's a real feeling that we can actually do our own little piece to help. And that seems to be a big deal. And I think my team to a person, literally every single person kind of gets that, you know, we have a part to play and doing our jobs well even better than ever before, means something. Just so impressed with their professionalism, their workmanship, the roll up the sleeves. Everyone's actually at the top level of their performance in the almost two and a half years I've worked with them. Literally every single person on the team. It has little to do with me and more to do with their internal mechanisms and makeup. It's great to be around. And of course, you can't be a slouch if they're doing that. So it causes you to up your game, if that's the right phrase, even to another level. You know, what you're talking about is such an important concept here and it's it's how is the work that you're doing how is it helping right now how is it i mean yes you're selling something right but how is it helping how is it providing a service and with you guys you're helping to make sure that product is getting to the stores that people have toilet paper that people have chicken right i mean it's there's a very tangible benefit that your team and your company provides. And I think being able to focus on that can give people that little bit of lift that they might need to help them stay focused when there's a lot of external distraction. You know, doing our own little bit to help contribute to less disruption, smoother running supply chains. You know, we're not in the front line like doctors and nurses and emergency responders. But again, you know, the food people are trying to get stuff to stores, produce things. People who make packaging are trying to get boxes and cans to the folks that package and you know, produce the food and package it and send it to the stores. 
like our solutions might help synchronize those supply chain operations. And that might manifest itself in a benefit as simple as this. Hey, if I know trucks are coming at a certain time, I can organize my receiving or loading operations and I can shorten the driver's waiting time at those docks. And therefore I'm minimizing the exposure that driver has to others by two, three, four, five hours. You know, it's not a benefit that we might've sold, you know, six months ago, but it's really helpful. Person chooses to embrace that as an opportunity to generate value and safety for their workforce. And it's a big deal now. Right. And so there's things that we've kind of pivoted to without trying to sound too salesy, you know, from the benefits that we produce that are really aligned to the real-time situation we're all facing. Yeah. And like I said, that it's a benefit that is important right now. Nobody wants to be hanging out with other folks they don't know uh, any longer than they possibly need. I mean, for most of us, it's the time it takes to fill up your gas tank and wipe your hands down and leave the gas station or, you know, run into the bashes or the Safeway and grab the, you know, the 20 things as quickly as possible with the minimum <laughs> amount of contact, right? And so I'm thinking drivers don't want to hang out for six hours waiting. And if we can help shorten that, then we're, again, just doing a little piece to, you know, help improve things. So what surprised you? You said your team has been, you know, really stepped up. They've been really focused. What surprised you the most about your team during this time? The level of creativity, like the ideas that they've come up with. And again, this might be a good learning. Hopefully, uh, remember it uh, post-pandemic. You know, when you have a team of uh, really creative, talented, smart folks that, uh, Maybe I, I should spend more time asking them for their ideas as opposed to, hey, I thought of this over the weekend and here's what we're going to do. So uh, that, that could make me a better leader, but also create more value from what our team can provide because 20 or 30 heads are better than one or two heads, right? So their creativity, some of the ideas they've come up with, you know, ways to help. Hey, what if we, what if we let people track loads and got updates more frequently and just did that at no charge? It costs us nothing and it helps them. Um, you know, get better visibility, for example. Wow, let's do that. You know, like, why wouldn't we do that? You know, we can always switch it back when things get back to normal. In the meantime, somebody it might make somebody stay on the other end, help them do their job better. And that's not a bad thing right now. Talked about this in the other podcasts I've done as well, the other leaders I've spoken with. This period can be such a period of creativity right? Because all of the rules that we've been working under are broken. And so you need to create new rules. And if you give your team the space and the permission to do that, you can come up with some really amazing solutions that maybe you would have come up with those anyway, but right now you're getting this in a faster, I think, germination process than you might have just in a general, you know, lifespan of an organization. So I think that hopefully what will come out of this is some really creative and unique solutions for all industries that, again, like you're saying, we carry forward into however we work in the future. And I think just even this whole idea of remote work, I mean, you've had, you have a remote team, right? You guys are used to working like this, but for so many other people, this is a new world order but it can work once you settle in and you figure out how to make that happen. That's a great observation. I, and I, I very much appreciate and agree with that. I, I feel like we're working with a self-imposed feeling of compressed time. Like we only have a, so much time to get things done. So the focus, the on-taskness, the, the feeling like everything that we do 
the need for immediacy. I just feel like our speed, our velocity of getting work done and projects completed is, is actually higher in this setting, which is really counterintuitive, you know, but we're just focused on getting things done more so than ever before. And again, I think it's a reflection of the folks on the team. So for you as a leader of the team, what's been most challenging for you as a leader as you shifted into this new approach to work and, you know, like I said, new world order for a period of time? I, I love being near people and with people. Being virtual, you know, for half the time still means you're with people for half the time. Most of us have adopted video for as many of our calls until we uh, suck all the bandwidth out of a conference call. And, uh, <laughs> and then we're like, hey, somebody has to do this or that and shut, shut that down. But uh, the video aspect has been really good. And I think also being on video during communication as opposed to just a call, you know, we're not multitasking. So I think that actually contributes to some of the heightened focus. Uh, it's really hard to be in doing something off to your right or having a sidebar conversation on mute. So I think that there actually maybe is some positive benefits from being remote that, again, I would never, you know, counterintuitively, I never would have thought that as a positive. So I find myself much more focused on the matter at hand. And I would imagine I'm not unique in that regard. You know, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're so right. I mean, we all think that we can multitask and we actually don't do it as well as we think we do. So this transition to video is forcing people to be more present and be more focused. And there is a productivity bump that comes from that. I just noticed like when you and I were on video right now, whether this podcast has video or not, we're doing it with video and you know we're maintaining steady, not creepy, but steady eye contact, which again, is useful for a communication. Right. And you don't always have that even in person. You know, you're not looking at the person you're speaking with, you're looking, you're right or you're left. And so I just feel like, you know, we're bringing in all the elements of our perception into our communication that might be useful in conveying uh, meaning, intent, getting things done. Yeah. And you're right. It's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we, if we were just sitting in a meeting in, in, in a room, just like looking at each other constantly, you'd be like, that's, that's crazy. But I mean, where else are you going to look when you've got a little screen in front of you on your laptop? And, you know, even if there's multiple people, we're all having that same front on view. But right. It's just an interesting, you know, visual dynamic. So I'll finish up with one last question, Bob. You know, if you were talking to other leaders about how to effectively lead a team during a time of crisis, what one piece of advice would you give them? Not business as usual. We get that intuitively, but how do you turn that into something that's demonstrable? It's, you know, more proactive outreach. It is uh, more frequent communications. Don't suffice on the quote unquote, the weekly chat that you have scheduled every Tuesday at 10, you know, but more frequent. Focus on fewer things, not more. Focus on only the most critical items. A lot of the small stuff will take care of itself or actually just go away. Uh, so I would say more frequent, proactive, and focus on fewer you talk about with you know focusing on fewer and some of the things will just go away it's so true that things that we might think are important we begin to realize perhaps the true level of importance and I think that's true both at work and also just in daily life whereas we're used to just running to the store to get you know x right and now 
asking that question about, well, do I really need that? Do I really need to do that right now? One of the things that I always ask when I'm leading a team is, are we doing things because it's the right thing to do or because it's the way it's always been done? And so often we find that the answer is, well, it's the way it's always been done, right? And now we have this opportunity to really look at that and say, okay, but is it truly the right thing to do? And what can we let go of that just isn't serving us anymore that is going to allow us to actually do things better, do things faster, be of more service? Again, it's just opening up a world of creativity and ingenuity that we can take that as an opportunity in this challenging time. As a country of uh, pretty amazing people, I think that uh, we have shown so many times that, you know, in a crisis, you know, any bad situation, how people come together and get more done than ever. And we kind of go back and say, wow, remember when everyone was focused or pulled together? And I think the challenge for us is going to be how much do we take out of this that help us stay better after this is less impactful? Stay better. I think that's a good calling for us as we move out of this. Yep. Because I think we've already got better. You know, how do we how do how do we stay that way? Yeah. Well, Bob, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything you're doing to lead your team and the great work your company is doing to keep those truck drivers on the road and product getting to the shelves. So what you guys are doing is really important. Thanks, Cynthia. I hope you have a great day out there and beautiful sunny. It looks very sunny in your window in Colorado today. It is. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Okay, awesome. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn about the work I do with organizations and leaders to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy, please head to my website at 110westgroup.com. That's 110westgroup.com. And if you know of a fantastic legacy leader who I should have on this podcast, use the contact me page on my website and drop me a note. Thank you again and be well. Thank you.